What's going on, Internet? I'd like to welcome you guys back to Respectively Speaking, the place where you talk about all things geek. Thanks for tuning in to episode number four. And now, before we get into the topics, if you are watching the YouTube version of the podcast on youtube.com slash respectively speaking, know this show is available on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and all other major platforms. My name is James, and I'm with my two co-hosts today, Jason and Malcolm, and we have a ton of anime news to cover, spanning from Avatar Last Airbender, Yu Hakusho, a ton of other movies turned to animes, and what's going on in the Crunchyroll too. So sit back, get some popcorn, get some food, some drinks, and let's dive right into it. The first thing I wanted us to talk about was about Crunchyroll. So Crunchyroll, as we know, is like a service, it's like the legal service for you to watch anime and things of that nature without being Luffy, essentially, right? Um, so Crunchyroll has decided to partner with Sony. Well, not partner because they're owned by Sony, but they want to launch a free streaming channel with ads in America. So it's going to be like its own channel like you see from Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney, etc., etc. And their rollout for making this new channel is that they're going to feature a lineup of older shows that are dubbed in English. So for example, they're talking about um, the romance comedy as a Hormia. Hormia, is that right, Jason? Hormia. Hormia, Ranking of Kings. Yeah. Hormia, Ranking of Kings, Cycle Pass, uh, To Your Eternity, Code Geass. They're going to introduce a lot of genre-based promotional programming blocks, as they said, to, uh, uh, to sample the wide range of anime being created from Japan. So, first off, I want to get Jason's perspective on this because I think that could be a very interesting concept to have. A whole channel dedicated to just anime that people can see from cable. What do you think, Jason? I think it's a great idea. The first I heard it, I was like, TV? Like, that's like... like we don't do that no more. We stream. But then, like... Right. I think people... Like, binging and binging being the way that people watch television and streaming being the way that people watch television is really wearing people out. I think we don't ever want to see streaming go away for the same reason why On Demand was really helpful way back in the days of cable, when cable was how most people watched their TV. But there's something about tuning in to watch something that really, like, sank people up and actually made people really intentional about what they were watching. So, for me, I think this is a great idea, especially a way to get people, like, exposed to shows that aren't hot because they're not new anymore but they're still good and so i feel like a lot of people can get those hidden gems i think it's a good way to see a lot of these shows that almost don't get clicked on on like crunchyroll or hulu or whatever streaming services you're looking at like they can get seen and then therefore there's a little bit more of like a cohesion in terms of like what people are watching because like honest to goodness like if you weren't watching anime 10 years ago then some of the hot shows 10 years ago you probably haven't seen because once they end they're done the stories are concluded it's not like you know comics where it keeps going and going and going and going or with some of the more long-running serial anime which make up a minority of the shows keep going and going and so there's more to talk about like even naruto people don't really talk about naruto like that anymore because it ended years ago even if it ran for over a decade and so i, I think this is a really good good thing um especially because there's a lot of hidden gems out there people have just never heard of um and you got to be real bored to find them otherwise also just kind of the movement away from just like straight binging is kind of good in general it just helps you like really like sync up and people can really like share in the anime again like i remember like when people tune in and then the next day people talk about like oh you see that episode of this or that i think it's just real good 
overall. Okay, solid, solid. Now, Malcolm, what's your thoughts on this? I think I agree with Jason 100%. Going back to cable, I think will be good for society as a whole. We did have a level of synchronicity when everyone tuned in to watch something at 8 o'clock, like, make sure we're home, we want to, like, catch this episode and then tweet about it, talk about it, like, the next day. Like, that level of community is lost right now. People can choose to watch something whenever they want, and, like, that's cool, that's nice. The convenience aspect has gone too far to the point where it doesn't feel like a community, it feels like a chore. Like, oh, these this came out at this time? I need to watch it so I can avoid spoilers or so I can talk about it with this people at this time instead of like I look forward to watching this one episode a week it, it, it's just I can't believe I'm saying this too much freedom has gone the other way and it has caused people to almost competitive like make it competitive binge watching TV shows it, and yeah I don't like it it's, it's a badge amazing. of honor to have seen all this television. It's just like, bro, you can only watch and so much Especially in a certain amount of time. Yeah. I know, right? Like, said, Don't get me started with that Marvel television. Um, oh, we're not we there. That's a, that's um, a different episode. That's a whole different podcast, that's a right? Different podcast. Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, anyways, I I really do like the aspect of having a channel. I think they had a Funimation channel back then. I never watched I it. I had a Funimation really channel, channel back then. It was great. Exactly. Jason can talk about it, but... I think this would be a good idea. They can experiment with um, adding different shows, different genres. Maybe they can have like a Nick at Night where they can show like some like older type of. That's how I watched. Uh, I found like um, the U Hawk show. I found that while watching. So I was like, "What the heck is this? It's airing really early in the morning." Because a lot of the older mm-hmm. shows aired real early in the morning slash late at night, and then some of the more mm-hmm. primetime shows was airing more during primetime hours. But I found a lot of cool shows that I would have never heard of. Exactly. So I'm cool with them bringing that back. I don't. And what James was saying a week ago had to do with the fact that this would be a channel that you would just go online and just like log into. So it wouldn't necessarily be cable like tied to Comcast or something like that. I, I feel like it would just be like online. And I feel like that version of cable is fine. I think like that, that's cool to me. Um, and what you were saying was that there is a subscription to this to still see the hot shows. I believe so. Let me check the article again. You but yeah, go get ahead. Get into that. Yeah. But sorry to cut you off, Malcolm. No, that was. I'm good. I said what I needed to say. Great idea. Because were they say was they saying like this is actually cable? Or was it just online? The way that I was understanding it was that it was online. Um, there are like obviously those big ticket shows that people are like, the stuff people actually subscribe to. You'd still subscribe to see those shows, but a lot of the other shows that are good shows but just not talked about they would be on the channel getting like views but because they're like on the channel you wouldn't be able to like binge watch them you'd have to tune in to see whatever number rerun of this is right and so like say oh i want to watch this show from start i've jumped in and it's on episode three but it's really interesting let me subscribe like this is like a free advertisement at the same time like good exposure to a variety because a lot of of people who are getting into anime now all they watch is the new stuff and then you get into this again like we've talked about this before people get into the whole oh the graphics suck so I'm not watching it I'm like they're different they might be older or simpler but saying they suck and now we just get these people who are just like everything is about animation 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 but guess what you're going to have less and less anime now just because of these standards that you're going to come up with and good storytelling is going to get thrown by the wayside. Mm, okay. Okay. 
it says here let me see the first services to carry Crunchyroll's free ad supported streaming tv channel is lg channels which i'm sure it means like the lg tv uh roku will also get theirs and vizio will both get theirs launching on october 11th apparently um Amazon is also slated to watch this thing too. So you might be right. It might it, it might not be cable based. It might actually just be like an online streaming channel thing. Like it reminds me of what's that thing? I, I, my mom listens to it. It's a it's a thing you just play music like radios, like what's it called? It's not music choice, but like, it's a music choice was actually a really good way so, to describe what, it. What, what's, What's the way to, um, and it's the, the 300 channels I know what you're saying yeah those that's what I mean yeah yes. yeah something like that because it's also good because HBO Max did this with House of Dragon the prequel to Game of Thrones where the same time it aired on HBO Max it also aired on cable on the HBO channel too at the same time so if you don't have the subscription, you can still just go watch on a TV show, which is great for people who may not be able to afford it on a regular basis. They might just cat or prefer actually see it. Yeah, or just prefer cable. And they'll see like, hey, what's this going on? What's what's this show Psychopaths? You know? And they'll just start becoming anime people. And I, I really like that. I think that's a good collaboration idea. So but hopefully one of the shows they can uh, include will be the one Jason loves the most, Dragon Ball. What's it called? Dragon Ball Daima? Daima? It didn't even come out yet. How can I love it the most? You're gonna love it when it comes out. Because we'll see. you obviously are we'll a Dragon see. Ball fan. I, I, it all depends on what Toriyama does, and I'm already not happy with what Toriyama, Toriyama's been doing. So we'll see. He's so already if, mad. I'm yeah, not he's mad. I didn't even introduce it yet. <laughs> no, you're like, you already like it. I'm here like, it hasn't come out yet. So the reason why Jason's upset is because apparently Dragon Ball is getting a new TV show that, based on my understanding, is canon to the Dragon Ball timeline between Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super. Like, it's within that time frame, basically. And Akira Toyama said he just felt very passionate about it. He just, he wrote the story concept of it. He's just like, yo, this is what I want to do. And so we got this new trailer, and I'm about to show you guys in a second. But um, let me give you the details first. So Toei Animation, they didn't share many details about it. Um, they just showed a new trailer that seemed like it was going to take a, a meta route with a villain that is aware of Goku's lengthy history across different Dragon Ball anime and manga. And for reasons that aren't clear yet, most everyone featured in this trailer appears to be a child or at least a miniature version of themselves. And while it stands the reason that someone uses the Dragon Balls to wish for it to happen, the trailer leaves open who that could actually be. So, I'm going to start with Jason before I give my thoughts on this. No, I don't you think no, give your thoughts. I'll hold my tongue. <sighs> Say it. So, I, I was like everyone on Twitter. I was upset. I was like, I would rather if you had adapted the rest of Dragon Ball Super than do this. That was the first point. The second point is... If a lot of people's reaction was it felt like GT but canon, and I, I saw I was so disappointed when I saw this trailer. I was like, there's so many other routes you can go with this. So many other ideas you could have popped up in your head, and you chose to do this story. Now the only reason why I'm not as mad as I used to be. I used to, I was really annoyed when I saw this trailer. The reason why I'm not as mad is because we don't know a lot of details yet. The only thing we know as fans is that they're making these heroes small it could be a phenomenal mystery a great adventure of dragon ball to explore a lot of the characters and apparently goku's bringing back his power pole from dragon ball so in my head i'm like i'm, I'm in the i'm in the 
I don't like it, but I'm gonna watch it anyway because I'm a Dragon Ball fan and I'm gonna be open-minded to what Akira Toriyama has in plan. Because the fact that this man feels so passionate to tell this story right now shows me that he's not just there to approve drawings. He's there to say, this is, I woke up and I felt drive to do this. So let's see what he got in the bag. That's my thoughts. I, well, Malcolm, do you wanna go? No. Malcolm doesn't know go. nothing about this. Cause you're not even a Dragon Ball junkie like that. Right. First of all, Everyone jumped right to GT. I mean, it's everyone's first thought. Shrunken Goku equals GT. Like, that's just everyone's first thought. I was confused, to say the least, when I saw this announcement. Because in my mind, I was just like, why are you doing this? Why are we doing this? Make it make sense. If you, if you remember anything else I've said, I do not like Dragon Ball Super. I think it regressed all of the character development that happened between Dragon Ball and the end of Dragon Ball Z. I think Dragon Ball GT, although it was narratively stupid and had a lot of dumb decisions and a lot of the plot points were contrived, actually did an amazing job of further developing Goku and Vegeta and the other cast beyond Dragon Ball Z, and I would actually like to see that level of development back, versus the regression that they did with Dragon Ball Super so that they could put Goku in situations that he would otherwise not put himself in because of all the growing that he did in Dragon Ball Z. That being said, this might be a way to rectify that all at the same time. Obviously, it might just be another way to sell merchandise. I don't believe it's going to be canon to the original. I don't know how it's going to be kind of canon, not canon. They're going to have to establish what's being carried over, what isn't being carried over. But from my understanding, it isn't exactly in the same universe as the Dragon Ball universe as we know it right now between Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super. So... I like the idea that they're like bringing about the power pole. I would like the idea. I would like this even more if they wanted to bring this back into a more, more martial arts centric Dragon Ball story opposed to a battle shonen because power pole has no place in a battle shonen. Let's be real. We're blown up. We've been blown up planets since the the Saiyan saga. The power pole would just it would it would feel obsolete and it would feel foolish in general. And so I have no idea how they're gonna execute this without making all of these um, other like ornaments, whether it be the power pole, whether it be them shrunken down, just seem like novelties or just like really cheap ways to like excite nostalgia, which I'm not a big fan of either. If you're gonna do the nostalgia route, do it well. Don't just like cash grab it. Um, I don't know, man. There's so many different things they could do or couldn't do. I would like them to go back to, if they're gonna kind of reminisce the Dragon Ball era, then I think they need to like, lean on the martial arts side of things because again goku is still a martial artist and there's just been no emphasis on that whatsoever but they have training arcs but what for i think for us i think what would make the most sense is if they downscaled it like if, if this wish not only made them small but also reduced their power levels to make sense of the power pole being there that i can understand because you're right. If they just if they if it's just Dragon Ball but just smaller version, then it's like okay, so what are we really doing here exactly? It felt like you kind of just use them shrinking as more so a gimmick than actually a compelling narrative that you want to expand upon. But um, I don't know, man. Like when I watch the Caesar trailer, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I Shinron, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you already got me hooked. Come on, it looks beautiful. It looks good. It looks wacky, silly. I'm assuming. Uh, Malcolm loves it so much. And look, he's silent. He's just enjoying it. Are you want me to speak now? Yeah, yeah right, buddy. Cool. I didn't realize Super Saiyan Blue was 2015. Was it really eight years ago? Yeah. I don't feel like it. 
It doesn't, um, right? Time, so much time nah, passed. Yeah, time, time goes back to the Um This is just another thing to add on to the list of things I could watch with Dragon Ball, but I'm not going to watch anytime soon. Um, w- explain to me, what is the plot of this? What's going on here? We don't know. All we know is that a bunch of, apparently, uh, someone probably used Dragon Balls to ask the dragon, Shinron, the green monster, to uh-huh. make... He's a dragon. <laughs> yeah, he's a dragon. Uh, to ask them to uh, be shrunk in the kids. That's all we know. We, we, we really don't even know if that's the truth of what happened. We just know that they shrunk at shrunk in the kid form, and that's it. We have no idea who the villains are, what's the plot, what's the synopsis, nothing. And this comes out next year, fall 2024. But so I, who knows okay. how many... We don't even know how many episodes this is going to be either. So... Can I say something else that I noticed? Yeah, go ahead. It seems to be, there's no reference to Dragon Ball, there's not much, if not any, reference to Dragon Ball Super at all, which makes me glad already. Um, it, it seems to be promising so much as it, it would leave off at a point where developing the characters further would make sense, because they, I see a lot of references to the Boo Saga. So, we'll see what happens. It might be good. Like, this might be good. The reality is they've done so many different spin-offs and, and, and mostly through the video games, there's just different ways you can play with the characters. Most of them time travel based and most of them having to do with trunks. I'm kinda glad to see something that doesn't always kinda linchpin on trunks to like springboard a new plot, which they've kind of been doing. They even did that in Dragon Ball Super for a minute. So we'll have to see. Also, yep. it sounds dumb, but I think Beerus is a dumb character. You're dumb. How dare you talk about a dog like that? Beerus is a god. Yeah. He's not a dog person, remember? He's a cat guy. No. Nah. Oh, yeah, he is a cat guy. And, and if the Supreme Kai gets folded, he gets folded. That's lame. Supreme Kai, he always gets folded, man. It's like he's just there to just be tagged on. He's a, he's a rag doll, unfortunately. He's, he's like just there. a level. Not even. <clears throat> yeah, not even, honestly. So then, we'll see how it goes. Honestly, fall 2024, I'm expecting... If that was a teaser trailer, and it was a long teaser trailer too, mind you. Um, it was such a long trailer that didn't really tell me nothing about the story, which is what's so interesting about it. But I told you a lot. I guess I did. Um, I told you a lot. It told me Thanks, that I'm going to have an interesting time. That's what it told me. Um, I'm expect- I, I just, I just, I just want one more trailer. I just want one more trailer to really dive into and really give me a full scope of what is the scale of this show going to be. Um, all I want is Goku and Vegeta and all the other characters not to be regressed versions of their characters and let the plot continue in a believable, exciting way. Because turning yeah. Goku into an entire, like an entire idiot for for the entirety of Dragon Ball Super is infuriating it is it's like it's absolutely infuriating there's some stuff that he wouldn't have even done during the Saiyan saga that he does in Dragon Ball Super yeah they kind of they kind of upped his um his obli- uh, his foolishness to like 11 it's no super. the level that he's willing to risk the, the safety of the universe yeah. repeatedly for the purpose of oh but he just might have be a good sparring partner later like that is that was never Goku's personality to begin with no I agree, 100%. It wasn't. But, you know who really wants to destroy the world? Terminator. You know why? Because now we have news. Yeah, see, Malcolm agrees. We have news yeah. that the famous classic movie, and two movies, I would say, Terminator 1 three and movies. Terminator First, 2. Terminator 2, 1, 2, and 3 is good. It's my unpopular opinion. 
Malcolm, why does Malcolm right, always think the third movie that's bad, Spider-Man 3 and Terminator 3, are like good Spider-Man 3, alright, I'm, I'm gonna hold my opinion, keep going. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of which, speaking of Terminator, um, they're doing a weird thing, so usually anime goes to live action, not vice versa, until today. We announced at Netflix's um, Geek Week that came out last week, apparently, that they're coming out with a Terminator anime series. It's like a 50-second teaser and everything like that. I don't know if you guys, I know Malcolm has seen the Terminator franchise a little bit more. Jason, I don't know if you've really seen them as, as much. You probably, okay, cool. So, overall, a little bit about this show is that the official synopsis is this. <clears throat> 2022. A future war has raged for decades between a few human survivors and an endless army of machines. 1997, the AI, now known as Skynet, gained self-awareness and began its world a war against humanity. Caught between the future and this past is a soldier sent back in time to change the fate of humanity. She arrives in 1997 to protect a scientist named Malcolm Lee who works to launch a new AI system designed to compete with Skynet's impending attack on humanity. As Malcolm navigates the moral complexities of his creation, he is hunted by an unrelenting assassin from which the future, um, from the future, which forever alters the fate of his three children. So Malcolm has three kids apparently, um, and he is defending himself from an assassin. Malcolm, do you want to share your thoughts on this? I have a lot of opinions. Um, first of all, Spider-Man 3 is fantastic. I need to like throw that in there as much as I can. Stop hating on it. Go ahead, um, buddy. Go second ahead. of all, Terminator 3 is also great. I've seen it three different times, three separate time periods of my life. And each time, I'm like, it's not going to be as good as I remember. And it's 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 a good movie. I don't understand how people hate it. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I, all the first three Terminators are great. After that, we don't acknowledge it. They don't exist. There is no other Terminator movies. Um, now, I, I will agree. also say, I will never, ever, 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 ever advocate for ever artificial intelligence. I think that is one of my biggest no-nos ever. Do never make robots that can turn into living sentient things that can create and kill. And I, I think, I watched Terminator for the first time when I was like seven or eight years old. And I have been scarred for artificial intelligence. Also, iRobot, shout out Will, um, Will Smith. I don't understand the appeal of creating robots that want to, like, What's wrong with do it, things on, for huh? you that can change evil. And I just, this man I don't never seen the appeal. But it's all right. <laughs> right. Come on now. Robots are evil. Um, but I'm excited that they're making an anime, all seriousness. I'm excited to see what they do with the story because... Well, I know first three Terminators are good, and they didn't come up with anything after that. I think they could have made a fourth Terminator movie, but they chose not to for some reason. Or a fifth one. They, I think they, they missed out on the mark. So seeing that mm -hmm. they're going to make an anime, I'm excited. It's just additional details, too. They said that um, the show will follow brand new characters, as I already explained in the synopsis. Okay. Um, and it's created by the same studio who produced the Ghost in the Shell anime. So okay. take with that information as you will. Mm -hmm. um, and the last piece of information was from the writer who said, quote, anyone who knows my writing knows I believe in taking big, sw big swings and going for okay. the heart. I'm honored that Netflix and Skydance have given me the opportunity to approach Terminator in a way that breaks conventions, subverts expectations, and has real guts. All right. 
I wish the main character didn't share the name with me because that just makes me look bad. Because you're part of the problem, Malcolm. That's what it's trying I to be. I am part of the solution of never creating artificial intelligence. That might be where the show's going. Malcolm might maybe, be the solution. Maybe it does. Actually, no. I'll watch it before I start hating. There you go. Don't hate on a show. Yeah, I'm not going to knock it before I try it. But my expectations are were a little low because I'm just like, man, like, I keep seeing people take franchises and just milk them out. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm already like, all right, we'll see. What if they made a Ghostbusters anime? That'd be so stupid. But, um... Oh, yeah, that's true. That's right, that's right. I... You know, next year they're going to come out with a trailer, and this this is going to be clipped and used Bro, next year. Y'all notice most things that are coming out are, like, most, like, oh, big announcement, especially Netflix's. Let's remake something. From 30 years ago. I'm cool with them making a Terminator, because, like, that story is terrifying, and therefore always convincing. Because the reality is, artificial intelligence... It... It, it's like not gonna be anything for a very long time if anything just because thinking is a complex thing but the reality is it feels like it could be around a corner at any, any time so it makes the writing inherently convincing but so I rewatched Terminator like last year it holds up for one mm-hmm. it, it really does hold up um two we've seen lots of kind of stories like that before so like I wonder what's gonna set this apart like like you said Ghost in the Shell so I'm thinking it's gonna be like Ghost in the Shell Psychopath Cyberpunk type, type of thing Cyberpunk yeah Ooh, I hope nice. it's good I I don't know how they're gonna reinvent the wheel that's been invented this many times and make it convincing but we'll see they said they're gonna take big swings and big guts I was like alright cool so you're not just gonna give me a watered down version of the original you're gonna use the original as a springboard for a new idea that's that's what sequels are for that's why like Unpopular opinion, like there were a lot of things that Legend of Korra did better than Last Avatar, Last the Avatar: The Last Airbender. It, I don't think it's better. It's different in a lot of ways, but it adequately, for the most part, used a very, very, very solid foundation of the OG to springboard into an entirely different direction that the OG couldn't do immediately. Given the fact there's a whole generational change in that show versus the original. I think that's what sequels should be doing, or adaptations should be doing, or reboots should be doing. They should be using the original as an adequate springboard to reach new things that you can't do on a one-off. Okay, look at Jason. Okay, he has uh, media literacy. Go ahead, Jason. I'm proud of you, buddy. Um, I think that what Jason said is very true, which is a bet. the best way, in my opinion, to take a lot of these properties is to take probably the premise of it and then kind of develop your own unique story around it. And that is what led me towards. Actually, that's in my opinion on Terminator. I don't think I did. No, my you opinion don't on Terminator say it. is this. Speak it. I I am excited. First of all, first of all, we're we're following Malcolm, so I know it's gonna be a great uh, great story already. Oh, thank um, you. And I agree that the they kept the core premise, which is there's a war in the future, so you have to go back in time and prevent whatever happens in the past in a way so that way it doesn't affect the future and things of that nature. <clears throat> I'm cool with that. That gives you so much breathing room to do whatever you want to do. A whole new cast of characters, whole new di- direction, whole new story. I'm assuming this is out of continuity, which is good. So you ha- you have a very brand new slate to do whatever you please. I think Terminator is one of those unfortunate type of franchises where a part of me just feels like it should just stay in the past. It was an 80s thing that was just it, the the timing, the writing, the directing. It just worked. 
You don't need to do it again. You don't need to, it's not like um, these horror franchises that can be here for decades. It's uh, one, one or two, maybe three movies for Malcolm. You know, one, two, three movies um, to just tell the story and then just leave it alone. And I think even James Cameron said himself, and, I, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong with this, but I believe I saw him say this a couple months ago that he doesn't know, I think he said two things. One, he, he doesn't know if he would even make Terminator today if he had, if he came up with the idea. And I think he said two is that he doesn't want to do movies or he doesn't want Terminator to be like an artificial intelligence type of franchise because to him, I think it was less on artificial intelligence and I guess something more just science fiction. I don't know, but he just felt like it was a something he didn't really want to explore. But with that being said, um, hopefully we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man 3, right there, Peak. dog. Peak, yes. The third Peak. movie is worth it. Second worth movie, buying on DVD. way better. Second I mean, movie's a classic, though. Come on. They're all three are great movies. I, I'm You're just right. saying that Malcolm's saying all three classics. Malcolm's What's saying the best all three out of the three, good. then, Malcolm? I will not speak. Because <laughs> it's not three. So because they're not, says, ready, they're not ready for the truth, is why I want to speak. Tell us the truth. Jesus, Jesus spoke the truth, and he was hated. So I was just, Be hated. Facts. Tell me the truth. Nah, bro. Nah, we're not going to have uh, Malcolm crucified. He's... Oh, he said straight up Spider-Man three. They have it right bro. here for it a has reason. Has to be at two, two. It's because it's because it's a black person in it. That's it's why. on DVD for a reason. Nah, bro. It's only because it's black it's Spider-Man. That's why he likes make, it. Make break even after the movie. For, I mean, that's, that's the hey, movie did not hey, flop. It, it was actually the biggest. Anyways, y'all were talking about Spider-Man. Um, but speaking of it, we have another popular franchise that's getting an anime adaptation because why not right because anime is on the high end at this point at least it feels like and they're coming out with a john wick animated uh anime basically and i couldn't find there's no footage there's nothing yet this is just like a small announcement that i popped that i saw on a random article by a the director of the john wick movies the, the all four of the movies so he said and i quote uh, we're really looking forward to that second television series. Uh, we're really excited about it because we're doing that. Oh, he's talking about the one on Apple TV, the Continental TV series. He says we're doing that one and we're doing a Japanese anime because I love Japanese anime so much. So to create all those cool stories that anime could achieve better than we could and a TV show to expand our world. We'll still get our fix, you know what I mean, and we'll still have all the fun. Now, it's not much, but it shows that they are in development. They are gonna milk the crap out of this franchise. And I'm not upset because my perspective is this. John Wick, the franchise itself, premise is good enough to where you can make a bunch of sequels and spinoffs and it can work. It's it's basically it's 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 um it's an action movie or is it an action franchise with a lot of lore, a lot of world building that could be explored in so many different directions. I won't spoil John Wick 4 for anybody, but let's just say they introduce so many concepts that you can make spin-off movies and spin-off TV shows about that I really am excited for this. And I think anime will be the best medium to really show off how impressive John Wick could be, especially with the fighting capabilities and the skill set that can come with it. I don't know what animation studio I'll probably want. I'm, I don't know if I want, want someone like... Um, Mappa or uh, Bones? Um, maybe Bones, not Mappa. Not Mappa? Maybe not Mappa. Not Mappa, because I already have too many projects right now. 
Or they could roll the dice and put it on trigger. That could work. Because I don't... It depends on it depends on how they want this anime to be. Do they yeah. want it to be super stylized like Demon Slayer, like their animation studio, or do you want it to focus more so on or period? You know, things of that nature. But Anything yeah, what is uh, what's your thoughts, Jason? Anything but Toei Studios. No offense to Toei, um, but you made your two no. favorite shows. What do you mean, no offense? That's true. Yeah, but what do I like about those shows? Not the hand to hand Dang. combat. Dang, he said, y'all, y'all dropped the ball, bro. Dropped the ball. He said One Piece sucks. He heard it first. I right, said, literally, he literally I don't said watch that. One Piece for the hand-to-hand combat. I watched One Piece, One Piece for the long-form storytelling. Um, also, Toe Animation just has a, a, a knack for stretching shows into its most watered-down state, especially in late endgame. I just feel Again, like... Again, One Piece sucks. You heard it first. I didn't say that. Uh, One Piece <laughs> it's basically what he's saying, yeah. One Piece is amazing. Had to switch to the manga. Um, Dang. He said it was so bad he had to switch to the manga. All right. Watch crazy. through Dress Rosa for two and a half years straight and see, and see how I feel. But anyways, I, I'm i personally kind of like, we'll see what happens because John Wick. But I, but I also know that I'm a sucker for a really, really smooth like martial arts animation. Like I'm a, I'm a sucker for it any day of the week. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I'm honestly in like I'm in the camp of we'll see what happens. Let's see where this okay. goes. Now, how about you, Malcolm? <sighs> kind of perfect timing. I somehow keep having things on my shelf that can like represent. I have never seen John Wick before ever, but yet I have the first three movies on DVD. Um, that's probably going to be something I watch in December, so I can come back and actually have a an actual opinion on what I want to see from the anime, but. I never cared about John Wick. A lot of my friends did. They were like, they're great movies. I remember when the first one came out, they were like, it's so amazing. It's great. It's action-packed. And I was like, whatever. Then the second one came out. I'm like, this is just a cash grab. Then the third one came out. And I was like, all right, they're going to keep making these. Then the fourth one came out. And it was a blockbuster. I'm like, can we stop with this? But a friend gifted this to me. And he was like, you need to watch this. So now I guess I got to watch it. Because I got it for free on Blu-ray. Yes. And then they're making an anime, and now we gotta talk about it, whatever. So, just wanna let y'all know, I have it, I plan on watching it, I will watch it eventually, but I have no opinion on the John Wick franchise, other than the dog dies, and that's why I didn't watch the first one, so. Oh, I feel that. But the but you know what's funny is that John Wick 1 is such a simple revenge story, but it works so well. I think I, John Wick, I know a lot of people won't feel it. A lot of people won't feel a lot of these movies now because... Usually when you go back and watch like older movies, um, a good example would be, gosh, what's a good, what's a good example? Uh, Cabin in the Woods, it's a horror movie. And what made Cabin in the Woods so interesting when it first came out, like in I think 2010, that era was because I think it was one of the first times like horror took its, I forgot what it was, but um, I forgot what it was. But it's usually, my point is basically is this. Usually when you watch a lot of new movies, copycat what came behind, uh, what came from it, when you go back and watch where it originally came from, you're not as impressed as much because you see it all over the place now. It's like if you watch mm-hmm. Shonen anime back then, and then you watch it now, and you watch it now and watch it back then, it doesn't uh, surprise you on how good a lot of these animes really were. When they st- they're the ones that create these tropes, these themes, these explorations. But nowadays, uh, I think this is the same thing with John Wick. Is that what made John Wick one so darn great? Is that it was like the f- 
one of the most rare moments we saw in recent media where the protagonist is not unscathed. It's not like how, and I know a lot of people love this movie, Kill Bill. I, I personally am not a fan of Kill Bill 1 and 2. I know some people love it. I was not a fan of it. And one of the big also reasons here. why I wasn't a fan of it was because she just could beat everybody up. There was like no blood, no no mark. She wasn't beat up. But when you watch John Wick, I won't spoil it for you, obviously, but one thing that people love about John Wick is that this man earns, like this man gets his his due. Like he 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 has to work to get through it. And it's so satisfying he earns to see. his title of being like... Yeah, I'm just, I'm tired of people just able to fight 50 people and just walk off great. Like, oh, I don't have a scratch on me. So anyway, that's one of the things that John I, Wick I hate Kill did. Bill too, by the way. I just want to add that um, for a different reason. There's a whole think piece. I will talk about that in the next podcast. We do. Yeah, you're sexist, but it's okay. So, uh, Sam, I'm kidding. He's not sexist. He just doesn't like white women. Um, so yeah. I think... <laughs> so um, the next one up, after the John Wick anime, we're actually going to get into some uh, the best pieces of uh, manga fiction of all time. The first is... Yu Yu Hakusho came out with a live action teaser uh, last week. Now, I wanna uh, I wanna preface this by saying, Malcolm, have you even watched the show? Have you watched Yu Yu Hakusho? That opening is fire. Okay, that didn't answer my question. Fantastic! So, I saw the first four episodes and was hooked ever since. So, right? I said I saw the first four episodes. <laughs> and was hooked. He's so like, it was fire enough. You could, did you watch them? I was hooked enough to keep listening to the opening. Yes, there you go. He was you like, four watch episodes. He, he'll, he'll have to watch it now because like the live action is going to come out and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Malcolm pretty much just watched the first four episodes and was like, yep, it's a classic. Don't need to watch no more. There you go. I, I didn't, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. Um, I recommend Jason, it to anybody. How about you? So I watched the trailer. I've seen New Hawkins show like three times. Um, just an amazing show. I was watching the trailer, and my first thought was just like, "All right, like, how's the acting, and what's the cast like?" And then they, what, what I, one thing I was concerned about was like how they're gonna actually like do the fight scenes, and is it gonna be overly CGI heavy? And what I did see, I really liked. I wasn't sure if they were gonna make Koenma a baby or not, but they didn't. But they made him young. I was like, "All right, I can deal with that." Um, I thought it was pretty funny. One thing I'm really, really hoping for that I wasn't able to tell from the um, from the trailer is whether or not they were going to make Yusuke as punchy as he was in the manga and anime. Because this guy was punchy. Like, he was not your... I think he's probably the best MC in any show that I've ever seen. Period. Interesting, interesting claim. Like, I agree, not... he is definitely interesting. Yeah, he broke a mold, and nobody was ever able to be Yusuke ever again. Like, he earned his, his over wings. Ichigo. I like Yusuke over Ichigo, and Ichigo is a top five MC for me. Okay, unpopular Continue. opinion, whatever. Like Yusuke is up there with like Lelouch, you know what I'm saying? Even though that's like kind of a shonen, kind of not, but. Yeah, I just want to make sure, like, I hope they don't lose that punchiness. I almost hope they keep the 90s flair. I mean, this is set from, like, the 80s, 90s. Like, like, 
I hope they keep like the punchy humor of that. Like if they had like rush hour style jokes in this mug, I would be cracking up <laughs> and I would be in full support. I mean, even looking at some of the scenes, like I like the way they cast, um, um, casted Taguro, um, Yurameshi, even, um, I want to see like more of the acting. Look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that gun. Boom. Oh, he said, man. boom. <laughs> December 14th. Even Genkai looks good in this. So, like, we'll see how this goes. Does. Now, we'll definitely... Yeah, we'll definitely see how it goes. Um, Not a lot to work off of, but everything I see looks good. That's all I'm saying. I want to rewatch. I want I want to rewatch it before um, it officially comes out so I can remember what was in it. Because from what my... Based on my research, the, uh, the anime faithfully adapted the manga, too. So, if you wanted to just watch the anime and not read the manga apparently not missing anything really so that's great to hear um it seems like a lot of people are speculating because this seems like it's gonna be like an, an eight episode type of thing i think netflix likes that eight episode round number um and it's a lot of people's theory is that it's gonna show everything before the dark tournament and if you don't know the dark tournament the dark tournament is one of the best tournament arcs in all anime ever pretty much in my opinion it is um what happens and this is why I, this is what i was saying you haka show establishes so many elements so many tropes and everything that a lot of these new gen shonens do and it start in my opinion it really excelled in those type of tropes as well so hopefully we get to see how it plays off i think when it comes to you haka show um I don't know. We'll yeah, have to see how Hakusho it goes. and Dragon Ball are in the same range as far as like yeah. foundational, like they set the mold for Shonen. Yeah, yeah. I just hope that they do it well. I guess my only, I guess my only problem is they're doing a lot of these eight episodes, and I forgot to mention this too. I know this is. Uh, oh, actually, no, I didn't forget. Um, this is going to be an eight episode series, and I, I feel like it has good and bad things with it because. Eight episodes, that's eight hours. You're trying to squeeze in who knows how many arcs, how many moments within eight hours. And then, I don't know if that will work or Wait, not. Wait, you mean like the entire show is going to be eight episodes? No, the entire, no, just the first season. Like, if they do okay, get a second season, but just the season. No, if it's an entire show, that'd be wild. I was um, about to be like, that was just... No, no. But just, just what we know of season one, if they ever do a season two, the season one is going to be eight episodes. And I always felt weird about that. It was the same thing how I felt with the One Piece live action, that even though I highly enjoyed the One Piece live action, I really did want like an extra one or two episodes to allow those goofy interactions with the crew instead of so focused on like the tension of Arlong and stuff like that. So I wonder if I feel the same way with this one where it's like just eight episodes a very tight cohesive boom 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 type of setup but we'll see how it goes we'll see uh malcolm any thoughts um you should have been playing the opening in the background as you've been doing this match you want me to play the opening i mean not you not wanting to listen to the opening yeah so we can get copyright strike right facts all right sing it then i don't know no no, Which one do you like better, the English or the English. Japanese version? I like my language okay. the most. I like both, but I mean, okay. being able to sing along is awesome. Okay. You mean you can just learn Japanese and sing along, but I respect that. What, learn Japanese? First of all, I do have to learn Japanese. Yeah, that's what I thought. I should learn it. Because, you know, Japan is such a rich culture. Get anyways. Before, Malcolm, for telling people to learn stuff. There you go. There's Malcolm's, there's the opening. 
Thank you. So Japanese is fire. Japanese is a beautiful fire. language. Welcome to fire. Both so moving fire. on to our next topic, and I believe is actually going to be an interesting topic to have. So the same person who wrote Yu Yu Hakusho was also the same one who wrote Hunter x Hunter. Am I right, Jason? Yeah. So Yu okay. Yu Hakusho preceded Hunter x Hunter. Um, unfortunately, um, both of them obviously like Yu Yu Hakusho finished, but Yu Yu Hakusho wasn't supposed to finish as soon as it did. So like, imagine if Yu Yu Hakusho actually had more and a better ending, but Hunter x Hunter obviously everyone knows is not done. Hence what you're about to talk about. But this is really interesting because you can see a lot of parallels between the both shows. That's true. That's true. But yeah, that's, that's one thing I didn't notice too. It's very interesting how they all uh, pull together. So what happened recently in recent time, the author, I think his name, I, I believe his name is Togoshi or Tokoshi Koshio. If I put your name, I apologize. Um, but he is, he's been having very difficult issues with his health with Ryan the Hunter x Hunter manga. So much so that it's taken him like almost a decade to even finish this arc that he's been on because he had to do frequent stops to take care of his health. And I think he only released like five, I think he released like three chapters in the span of the past three years too. Like he, so it's been very bad health. So much so that he decided to let the world know um, the ending, at least the ending that he dropped um, just in case he passes away. Now, it's very weird on how he framed this, so the best way I can explain is this, is that he pretty much gave us four ending scenarios. And the scenario that he did give us was the ending he dropped, meaning that this is not in contention anymore of the story I do want to end off at. But if I do die, this would be the ending that I, I want the editors to do for me. So he went on to say in, in, a, in a long tweet, I'm just gonna read this article here. According to him, there were four endings, right? So ending A, mind he doesn't tell us what the all endings are, he just tells us what ending D is. So ending A has, in his opinion, about an 80% satisfaction rate based on his words. Now the author explains that while this isn't a very high satisfaction rate, he does believe that the way he will work around this ending will be such that the vast majority of his fans would end up liking ending A and a small percentage might dislike it for whatever reason. Uh, according to him, ending B will be somewhat similar to ending A, but it'll probably be more divisive among satisfied and dissatisfied fans. Ending C is, in his opinion, going to be somewhat interesting and would have a 90% dissatisfied fans and around 10% satisfied fans. Meaning that he also, he also said this is his preferred ending. Ending C is his preferred way to end the series, but he knows that if he ends it the way he prefers it, there'll be way more dissatisfied fans than actually satisfied. Um, now, he did say, he did give us the synopsis for what ending D would be, and I, I won't read all of it, I'll just summarize it for you here, basically. So basically, ending D is near the very end of the story, presumably, where you see a young girl who is venturing out with around her family or, or around people uh, around her, like grandmas and grandpas, and she gives off the inkling that she wants to be an explorer, almost like gone, at least, you know, right? Now, it's pretty weird on how they were explaining the ending, so I don't know if Jason wants to come in and like fill in any gaps I might forget. But based on my understanding is that Gon was still alive at the very end, and the grandma and grandpa were actually unrelated or something like that, or they, or they weren't um, 
together or something like that. I've completely forgot. But long story short of it, the ending is pretty much showing that Gon was alive and he was looking after this young girl who showed the thirst for adventure. But her grandparents were like, no, you're staying on this island, not going on adventure. But yet Gon was kind of like, no, let her go. You know, let her explore the world or whatever. And that's pretty much how ending D kind of went. It's very vague and everything like that. But the author pretty much said that if I do die before I finish the manga, that's the ending he wants the editors to lead towards instead of the other three. So I'm going to talk to Jason because I know I talked to Jason about this earlier this week. He's read the notes with me. Uh, what are your thoughts about overall the Hunter x Hunter situation, about his health issues and the continuation of the manga, and also the ending? I mean, the ending I'm very indifferent towards. It almost seems like one of those like, oh, like, Oh, like, now that the story's over, look at the distant future. Our main hero continues to be a, a, a prominent hunter. Because obviously if... He's like, oh, your grandfather was a famous hunter. His career has barely started from the perspective of where the anime has left off, let alone where the manga is. So that would assume that he continues being a hunter and makes a bunch of assumptions along the lines of just, like, vague success. Yeah. As they mentioned he's a great hunter. Gone's, yeah. And maybe the other characters' um, journeys following the story. Fine, whatever. I think that would just be one of those like, hey, like, because I, I think that there's this, there's been this trend in a lot of media storytelling in the last 10, 15 years that I'm really not a fan of. Uh, this trend of the best ending is no ending, or the best decisions no decision. Just leave it up to yourself, and then things are almost keeping it ambiguous. Things yeah. are almost just like uselessly and frustratingly open ended. And I think there's a level of that that works good for like indie movies and stuff like that. But like, we can't keep doing that with these shonen. Like, like I like the fact that Naruto had a conclusive ending. I like the fact that um, Bleach more or less had a conclusive ending. You know, actually, yeah, Naruto did have a conclusive ending. There isn't a sequel series that's going on telling us what happened. Like, imagine if One Piece ended and then like, like they like find the one piece but then they don't show us what it is like people will be so angry people will be so angry because people have been reading one piece for over 25 years at this point someone someone made a um, a tweet that what if oda ends the one piece series by saying like oh the one piece was revealed already reread the book and you'll figure out what the one piece is and i'm like that would be terrible i would, I would love it actually seeing all y'all faces <laughs> you relax because you're behind on everything you're sitting here trolling facts. relax facts but along Jason's point but go ahead Jason um, as far as the other three options I hope he chooses the one that nobody likes that he likes because he's the author and I think he has to he has to ride that autonomy all the way down to the end as the author no he doesn't uh, he has to satisfy his fans um, but I will I think because I was telling you about this earlier and if he, I really do want to know what his preferred ending is. I wish he would have told us what his preferred ending would be and how he'd lead to it. Because I feel like he... I, probably. It, it must be the most depressing way to end the series. Everyone dies and maybe someone barely survives an attack or something like that and then boom or something. I don't know. But that's why we'd rather see his ending because it could work. Because a lot of the, a lot of the tragic endings, it's all about the build-up. It's all about the context. It's very important on how you land this um that's why i agree with you the ambiguous endings like ending d was it's like that sounds good but you kind of want to know 
I like animes and manga where they kind of just show where everybody's at. This is what is this is where they are at this moment. Instead of how some endings are just very ambiguous like and I think the reason why they do that is because it's easier to please the fans a little bit because if you don't like then they can write one their theory, own assumptions. They can write their own end yeah, they write their own assumptions, their own ending that they're like, no, this is what I want this character to go through instead of this route. They can supplement the, the gaps with the nuances that they prefer. Right. Because the author's like, no, this is what happened. They're like, oh I don't want, I don't like the ending. So no, I think um I can't get I think that. I definitely I wonder what he said ending A was the most satis- satisfied fan reaction. So, I'm assuming that means everyone lives and everything's hunky-dory. Like, maybe Gon gets with his father and the father has a redemption arc, maybe, and, you know, all that stuff. And Gon continues to be um, Hunter Hunter World's Kirito. Pro- yeah, probably be like, because the, the, they said in here, like, in Ending D, that he's known as a great hunter. So, maybe accomplished more and more goals that he's, like, iconic now in the Hunter World, you know? So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it, Malcolm? Uh, I don't care. Can we get to the actual good show next? Dang. Like wrap up to the actual peak. This man said Hunter x Hunter is not good at all, dog. It's not as good as Avatar The Last Airbender? I don't think anyone would disagree. At least Avatar The Last Airbender actually finished, so. And has an ending, yes. There we go. That's true. Not Malcolm being a hater, but sure. So the next thing we have on the list is also from Netflix. Not only were they making a Yu Yu Hakusho um, live action adaptation, they're also making an Avatar Last Airbender ad- uh, adaptation. And they actually released their teaser trailer last week. Now, you're talking to three people who adore Avatar Last Airbender. I mean, who doesn't adore the show and hasn't watched it multiple times already? Um, but I'll definitely say Jason and Malcolm are very hardcore about this. So mm-hmm. I know they're going to start being wild. So I want to actually start with Malcolm. Malcolm, what's your thoughts yes. from the teaser trailer? And he's about to grab the thing. Here yes, we go. another thing. I told you I have a bookshelf full of... I am a diehard fan. This is, for those who don't know, a steel box limited edition. They handed out for the 15th anniversary. I think they handed out 150 of them, and I was one of them. Um, that's how much of a diehard fan I am. I have not seen all these other mid-tier shows because I was busy watching this. 10, 11, 12 times. Yeah. Uh, if Am I wrong? I'll let the commenters disagree or agree. Um, I watched the trailer. I am scared. Not because I think it was a bad trailer, but I think that they did a good job with the trailer, and I'm scared that their budget went to the trailer. And I don't want to be disappointed. I'm scared that I'm going to be disappointed. I'm scared we're going to get The Last Airbender. I just, like, the movie that doesn't exist, Thou Shall Not Be Named. (sighs) The choreography, the very few choreography shots they had, okay. The makeup artist, 10 out of 10. That scene right there with Suki and then the Kyoshi Warriors, peak. I think what they're going to do is show the beginning first half of the first season where we get like um the winter solstice um and we get to see about like what it looks like when um avatar roku comes and gives not avatar roku wow look at me wow um, fan over there and you say you're box. anime exactly anime Fakes. fan i had the whole right. box and everything i'm yes 
No, I was right. I you was played right yourself. Comes in. Yes, I did. I, I look at me. Anyways, gives a vision to Aang and tells him that he his destiny stops Susan's comet and blah blah blah. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's what they're going to do in the um, live action. I'm just worried that it's going to be a disaster. So my fingers crossed. They don't do that. We'll see. What is your thoughts? I'm actually really curious to what here Jason thinks. Oh, I think this trailer looks brilliant. Like, absolutely amazing. I don't think Netflix would ever risk just totally just wiping out like M. Night Shyamalan did um, with the adaptation that shall not be named. Um, I don't think they would ever risk that again. I think that's why they, they cast. The, the casting has honestly been spot on. I think whoever the big studio people know, like, they are... They're on game when it comes to knowing that who they end up casting is going to affect how people react almost disproportionately. <laughs> and so they're they're really they're really nailing it now. Um, so long as they actually come on man's ang during the show, you know. <laughs> Not ong. Ong? No. I mean, I mean we we got to talk about it, bro. We got to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this beautiful movie that came out back in 20 what 2010 no we don't 2010 i went to theaters to see this this is one of the most disappointing movie experiences i've ever had in my life doesn't look faint look how great it is look at the scale look how uh, uh, look at that beautiful are this they going to show first... that shot where the the earthbenders are doing like four different Do all moves, those moves just to move a boulder <laughs> there's four of them trying to move a boulder like but see here's the thing this was the first trailer i ever saw as a youngin and this trailer showed me never trust a trailer yep. until you watch it. This was the first trailer I was like, this trailer oh, so looks great about too. It, it looks mm-hmm. good. I'm like, oh, this looks good. This looks fiery. This looks like, ooh, the epic. Tattoos, and then cool. goes, tattoos and everything. But then you, you watch and you're like, oh, you just lied to me. You know? Look at it. And look at the, I, look at the arrow. Come on. Look at the arrow. I, I think I'm going to say something really controversial. I may get canceled. I'm going to say it anyway. I was a little disappointed not seeing the representation for Katara. They ca- I was really looking forward to see, as as my like 11, 12 year old self, how they were gonna show women of color and men of color in this movie. In the water tribe. And they cast it, and they cast it a white woman and man for Katara and Sokka. And I was kinda just, I think that was my first big disappointment. They didn't I'm growing up now. It this? doesn't matter. Yeah. Did they for this for this new TV show? I don't know. So we'll see. I'll look into it afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, look at that. Look at that. Look how man. Remember what I was saying earlier about casting. <laughs> Malcolm is a prime example because people are going to get mad about this. But again, that trailer was really good, and the movie stunk. I know. And the crazy thing is, it doesn't take much to make the movie stink, which is why I, this, these adaptations make me so nervous because a masterpiece has, is juggling 25 different things and juggles all 25 of them well. It only takes three or four things to drop on the ground before you're just like, this is a whole like train wreck. That movie blew it as far as, as bending was concerned. It blew it as far as a lot of the casting and acting was concerned and the overall scale of it. Like, they're, like everything about it, it was just... It took itself so seriously that it just stripped the adaptation of most of its enjoyment, and 
I don't know how they're gonna execute that with this. I know it's gonna be better because you have a lot to learn from. Um, but the reality is this is just like everything else. This is another cash grab based off nostalgia. There are no new ideas being brought to the table here, just different interpretations on how you're going to adapt something. I have no idea how this is going to go. All I know is that if I don't like it, I can always pop my, my Blu-ray DVDs in just like I have been for the last couple of years. I mean, and watch the original if I don't like it. That's true. You can, you can always look, always look at it as like, okay, this is for people who for some reason never saw the tv show even though i think it's on it Netflix right now you can you can watch it's it for us yeah. um I, it better be for us me and this is also one of its eight episodes i'm tr and that's why i'm trying to wonder how are they gonna do it how are they gonna they have to cut the jet episode out any i think they know <laughs> they got to no because the jet episode is very important to the theme of the rest nah, of that season nah, 100 percent is there's some episodes they're gonna have to cut but not the, the, the Great Divide where they uh, the Great Divide yeah, on the that canyon one cut. two different yeah, yeah they can't, they can yeah, cut that that yeah. one's not important that, you can that is not that. nah I hope to god they include episode just to piss y'all off <laughs> nah they better not look at that look at this beautiful yeah, he got thing. the boom here we go look at that oh look at that yes. just ah! need that one rock <laughs> bro they had it mm. <laughs> Yo. Look at that. Look at this beautiful scene. <laughs> not them not them spinning it up. They sped it up. That's stupid. Um but no, that's that's what I'm talking about, man. I, first of all, I don't know why they thought to them I'm not gonna go on a rant because that's a movie nope, back it's not in worth it. 2010. It's whatever. But let's just simply say this. I think us Avatar fans should be happy. It sounds like the people who are writing this, who are on this team, really love this series. The fact is, a TV show instead of a movie already shows they're listening instead of a movie because I don't know how you could write all this in a movie. Um, and also, too, I like these age-appropriate actors. Azula looks like she would be at the age. Zuko, Aang, Katara, Sokka, they all look like age-appropriate. I think the episode I'm gonna like the most in this is probably the Kyoshi Warriors episode because it like Sokka is a very you have to handle him very carefully like he's not he's not the toxic misogynistic character and I mean that to say like how She-Hulk writes some guys in that show is not Sokka that's what I mean by that Sokka he's ignorant to the world because he don't give me that face don't give me that face Sokka is from the water tribe and he does have those type of traditional lenses on him but he's not like thinking women are beneath him he just believes that there are just some roles that men do and some roles that women do and the kiyoshi episode is usually really good because it shows him what women are able to do um just because it's traditionally a man's role doesn't mean women can't do it either it soccer to me that episode to show it was like an innocent child it was an innocent child who didn't leave the world, didn't, didn't leave his, uh, his country, who is now seeing how the world really operates, and it opens his mind. I wanted to, I wanted to give that perspective of like an innocent kid who is venturing out into the world and learning these type of things. And that's why I think the Kyoshi Warriors might be my favorite episode when it comes out, if they handle it right. Don't make him a dick. But, you know, Malcolm, why give me that look? 
I'm, I'm listening. Keep going. Because you're talking about She-Hulk. I'm like, what are you talking about She-Hulk? That's why I made faces. Comparing... Like, how are you going to connect She-Hulk to this? That, that's why my face was. I didn't... Oh, that's... <laughs> he was like, how are you going to connect that? But no. I was like, make um, it make sense, bro. So, the only episode I think they're going to include... Well, we're not going to spend all day on that. But I definitely want them to show Jet. The Jet episode. And I want them to show the episode where Zuko has the mask. And he goes save Aang. Yeah, they might do that in, like, one episode type of thing where the... We go back and forth between like one plot is with they're dealing with Jet like Katara and Sokka dealing with Jet, and then when they pan they're dealing with Aang being captured and Aang and Zuko are trying to survive because they're both of those episodes neither really overlap so that could be a good like panning to like take a break from here go focus on this and then go back and forth until it culminates to maybe Aang returning to Katara and Aang after dealing with Zuko and that wraps up the episode. That's my thought process. But um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Jason, you have any thoughts, buddy? You good to go? Malcolm? Uh, are we not going to talk about the new Scott Pilgrim anime? That is an anime that just recently came out on Netflix. I'm going to be honest I haven't watched it. I've never watched a movie. I've never watched the anime. Uh, so That's why I didn't When I don't watch something, we have yep. to talk about it. But yes. when I watch something, then you don't watch You don't it. watch anything. <laughs> exactly. You don't watch nothing. That's why we didn't... Because uh, you haven't seen JJK, a- haven't seen Mob Psycho 100. What else? What else is new he hasn't seen? Scott Pilgrim came out 13 years ago. Neither of y'all saw it. Dragon Ball Z came it. out before you were born. Did you ever watch it, Malcolm? I've seen episodes. I've seen enough. I know well, what happened. I've seen what I've happens? seen enough. Goku's a human, but then he's not a human, and then he like trains, and then he becomes mountain level, and then he becomes continent level, and then he becomes planet level, and then he becomes star level, and then he becomes universal, and he just keeps adapting. And he fights Frieza, and then he fights You're wrong. Cell, then he fights Boo. No, he definitely fights Frieza first, and then I'm talking about Cell. everything he said before. He said he's a human, that he's not a human. Oh, hey, because you think he's human, but that he's not human, right? Then he gets adopted. We had to order. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm was seeing all these clips on TikTok, and he's just piecing everything I don't, together. I don't own a TikTok. Like, I don't That's the story. I, I play the games. I've played the games. I've nah, watched bro. plenty of episodes. I've heard plenty of people talk about it for the past twenty years. So I, I get what but happens. To, but to My answer, said universe level. Like, what does that mean? I know. Is he not universal? You, he's definitely universal at this point. I think he, he means like the whole universe. Like he's just that strong. Like he can take care. He can. He's, I guess that's he's the, the strongest universe, in a given universe. Right, you can say yes, strong. In a, he's not universal he's level. He's the strongest. You said universe. planet level, and I'm like, as in destroying planets. Yes, and then star level, as he can destroy a star. Stanley, he can destroy planets because it's a spirit bomb. If he gets well, what about souls. stars? I don't know about that. I don't know. He can he's destroy star stars. Level. He's no. star level. Currently, Malcolm, I don't. I don't, I don't no. See, this is what hey, happens with look- someone who watches clips He's on Instagram. He's not keeping Pieces. up with Power Creep, yes. which Dragon Ball had a big issue with. I'll agree. Dragon Ball had a huge issue with they Power did. Creep, post-Dragon Ball Z in particular, which is why I don't even want to bother with Dragon Ball Super. But he, He's faster than the speed of light. He's definitely star level. See, now you're talking about leprechauns. Stop We're talking about okay. energy. Anyways. Um, right. So, but yeah, Scott Pilgrim anyways, anime, Scott Pilgrim. we have not watched it. That's why we didn't really talk about it. The anime is good. I saw it. I actually did see it. It's good. If you like the movie, you're going to love the anime. The goat, goat piece. Goat piece, right. exactly. Anyways, those just... Wait, does, does the anime, does anime follow the movie, or is it like its own thing? Uh, the first episode does. I don't really want to spoil what the anime is about, but it is... I'm not going to lie to you. I'll say it, I, it's good. I, I'll, I'll tell you this, and we'll wrap it up with this. I have 
no idea what Scott Fritz's Pilgrim at all is about. All I know is that I saw a person that randomly had superpowers, I think, or I could be wrong. Yeah. That might be from the movie Sex Drive, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I just I just know it involves, it just involves... Uh, Scott, he... he don't, don't, no, 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 don't tell me. Of don't, his dreams. Don't tell me. And don't he tell likes me. her and he I wants don't to ask hear her it. out. But I he don't has to hear fight it. her seven evil Why? exes. Seven evil exes? Oh, that's why it's called the first the Pilgrim? No, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, first of the world. Oh, the seven X's. First of all, if a woman, I'm never fighting for seven X, seven, seven X's. She can, and he can keep that. No, no, she, nah, I'm good. It's the girl I'm of his good. dreams. He's been dreaming about her. All right, never mind. I'm God will give me another dream girl. <laughs> all in the hands of God at that point. I'm not finding seven. What is it, the Battle Royale? Anyways, it's not Fortnite. I do not plan on watching it at this moment because I have way too many other shows on my list right now. That's true. Do I need to watch, should I watch the movie first? Watch or the movie does it matter if I watch uh, You don't, yeah, I would recommend watching the movie first because I think you'll enjoy it more. So, watch the movie first. <sighs> this better be my type of movie, man. Or I'm going to trash it this movie so be. hard. I don't know. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, that was Respectfully Speaking Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode number four. Please leave a like or comment down below. If you're on the YouTube version, if you're on the audio version, you can still leave a like on the podcast. Help push us up in the algorithm. This is James. Malcolm, give me your final thoughts. Go Birds. Go Birds. Jason, give me your final thoughts. A lot of good stuff coming out. All right. Thank you, Haitian. All right. We're about to tune out. See y'all later. Peace.